0: Welcome to Bottoming, the LGBTQ mental health podcast about rock bottoming and beyond. Kindly sponsored by Joe Malone London.
2: Be sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at bottomingpod or visit bottomingpodcast.com for more content relating to each episode.
0: We've also added a support page to the website to direct you to the right place if you're struggling or need someone to talk to.
2: Thanks for listening and don't forget to subscribe and review us on Apple Podcasts. Cheers. Cheers. To the la- <laughs> to the last episode. Here we go. On the season.
0: Mmm. Oh, that's lovely. You slain your waistband? You just-
2: <laughs> she started. <laughs> Miss Love Juice over here. Hello, I am Matthew. And I'm Brendan, and our pronouns are he and him. Today we're speaking with Danny Keeling, an advocate for stem cell donation, and a green political candidate.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, but first we just mentioned with a lot of cheers, mm-hmm. um, this is going to be our last episode of this season, season three.
2: That's taken us by surprise, isn't it? Us, the listeners, I mean, <laughs> um, yeah, we didn't really say it. We didn't really know officially, but yeah, mm-hmm. we've decided to have a bit of a break. We gave you seven episodes pre-Christmas, mm-hmm. seven after. That's mm-hmm. a nice balance for you. Yeah, wanted to round it all. And, um... I'm going to be heading into exam season, mm-hmm. Matthew's going to be starting a new job very shortly, so it's going to be a bit full on for a couple of months, so we decided to park it for a sec, and we'll be we'll mm-hmm. be back.
0: So before we get properly into this episode, I will say, and this isn't just to keep you listening, um, it is actually very, very exciting. We've got something to share, Um, a project that we've been working on over the last... Do I know what it is? A couple of months, yeah, you know. Well... <laughs> For once, you haven't done any of the work.
1: (laughs) The shoes on the other foot.
0: (laughs) Um, It is a project that I am incredibly excited about because it involves Liverpool and quite a big, dead sexy organisation. So um, stick around to the end because we will be sharing that.
2: So, guess for the final time this season, Mm -hmm. how are you? I'm good. Today I am sprightly. I am. You are. You have been. Bed-bound. Bed-bound. Mm-hmm. I've been here for a week. I have. I threw out my back, steaming a shirt. How old did you turn in January? 64. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently so. <laughs> uh, yeah. I was steaming a shirt, dropped it, tried to grab the hanger. Pop. Pop goes this little weasel. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'm so happy. That's why, yeah. Because today is the first day that I've got my stride back. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing little itty-bitty steps. And um yeah. Uh, how are you um yeah i am okay so
0: you've just mentioned that i am in the final few weeks of my job mm-hmm. um so i'll be starting a new job at the end of this month which i'm really looking forward to um it's been yeah it's been it's been quite an intense notice period just because i didn't it's like all happened so fast mm-hmm. um so i'm i'm sad to be moving on because it's and it's been an amazing job and the stuff i've been able to do but yeah i'm i'm really looking forward to to something really new as well. Mm. Um and I will say as well, I haven't I haven't mentioned this to you or to anyone actually. I've noticed, especially within the last two weeks, my general mood mm. and motivation and energy and everything I think has been a lot, lot better than it has been for a long time. So I think I've found the right dosage. Oh, that's good. I know there was like a few things that were thrown in <laughs> since mm-hmm. I started them, like a hate crime and all the time off work, but um yeah within the last couple of weeks i've felt close to where i would like to be good so yeah i am
2: i'm happy very pleased to hear it thank you we'll do a little cheers to that this episode is kind of going to read a little bit like a sponsored episode and it's really not we are just quite interested in this um topic and this charity so with us if there's a bit of spiel that we need to get through, but it's all in aid of a good cause. Mm-hmm. So, shall we just get into it?
0: Yeah. So, initially, the way that this started off was um, Anthony Nolan, the blood cancer charity, got in touch with us um, and asked if we'd be up for doing something with them. Mm-hmm. Um, when me and Brendan spoke, we realised that both of us were on the register already, mm-hmm. and I don't think we knew that the other one had done it no um and I, yeah understanding i guess the importance of what it is that anthony
2: nolan do we wanted to see what we can do with it so here here we are now mm-hmm. so for those who don't know they are a charity that makes life-saving connections between people with blood cancer and incredible strangers ready to donate their stem cells
0: so some stats for you they currently save three lives a day, um, but they do need as many people to join the register as they possibly can get. With the pandemic, especially, they haven't had as many people join as usual. So they've got a real shortage of young men um, aged between 16 and 30 on the stem cell register.
2: Luckily, you're outside the off bracket now, Brendan. Hey, no, I'm just, I'm still in it. I'm the 30 <laughs> of the 16 to 30.
0: So if you are listening now and you are in this age bracket, uh, you're in good health as well. You can apply online by filling out a form. They'll send you a cheek swab in the post and you just might be the perfect genetic match for a patient with blood cancer who needs your stem cells. Mm-hmm. I was really impressed when I signed up how efficient and easy everything was. Yeah, I don't know what I was expecting, but it was just the easiest process and
2: that was it. Mm-hmm. Um, I always get nervous with HIV tests with the the prick you have to do with your finger and mm-hmm. I, even though like i always do it and you have to do it anyway but i, I it does make me have mm-hmm. a bit of pause but with this it's just yeah so simple yeah
0: it's not as invasive as even the covid swab it was literally just a little swipe around your cheeks yeah we're all used to Matter. swaps yeah. now
2: aren't we um but there are a lot of myths and misunderstandings around donating stem cells um but the truth is 90 percent of people who are are a match actually donate their stem cells through their bloodstream mm-hmm. in a similar process to how you give blood. There are
0: a lot of there's a lot of hoops and hurdles to get through if you mm-hmm. want to donate some blood. Um which obviously is is not the case with Antimulin there's there's no restriction. So um yeah if you're gay, bisexual, any any sexuality, any gender, um you can join the stem cell register.
2: And I think that's why they've been doing such a push recently because I think um, when it comes to donating things of this sort mm-hmm. uh, gay and bisexual people do uh, might have that preconceived idea that they can't because of yeah just the, assume the exact the, exactly this the same uh, categorizations as donating blood mm-hmm. but thankfully that isn't the case so you can find more about uh, how to join the stem cell register by signing up online and um, this is our first code of of this sort but you can go to antony forward slash bottoming pod that's antony forward slash bottoming pod um and you could be the person that saves someone's life
0: so when you've listened to the episode as per usual we'll put these links in the episode bio on the website and on the show notes give it a little click and get signed up cost nothing super easy and
2: you'll be a hero So to tell us a bit more about the process that's actually involved when you're donating stem cells, and a bit more about their own journey with mental health, um, here is Danny.
3: Hey Matthew and Brendan, it's Danny here, Uh, my pronouns are they them, and I live in East London. It's nice to
0: (laughs) digitally meet you, I
3: know we're not doing this
0: one in person, um, but we'll kind of get on, I guess, to some of the work you do outside of... Um, Anthony Nolan, but I think to kick off, um, can you tell us a little bit more about the work that Anthony Nolan do um, and why you signed up to the register and what the register is?
3: Sure, absolutely. Um, So Anthony Nolan are a life-saving charity for people with blood cancer, blood disorders, and they create a connection between the donor and the patient. Uh, It ensures that there's a life-saving stem cell donation, which is made between the two people Mm -hmm. um so i donated in 2015 Mm -hmm. um really simple to sign on to the register literally i went to Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. to Mm -hmm. antineland.org signed up i think their campaign motto back then was give a spit Um, (laughs) and you would literally just spit in a jar and then they got your dna basically (laughs) Um, but i believe now They do a cheek swab, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which we're all used to now. I'm sure, um, sticking swabs up our nose and down our (laughs) throat. So uh, the reason I joined was because of the blood bank rules. Mm -hmm. Um, It was really archaic in 2015 with the whole um, go celibate for 12 months. Mm -hmm. And still to this day, it's still three months, Mm -hmm. which still makes no sense at all. I matched within eight months, which is very rare Mm -hmm. um, because some people don't even match in their lifetime. Mm -hmm. So yeah, the stem cell donation is through the blood. Mm -hmm. Uh, You only donate if required Mm -hmm. and if you match. Mm -hmm. And importantly, one in 200 males under 30 match, which is pretty amazing as for everybody else outside of male and under 30 it's one in 800 oh wow so it's really important that um men under 30 sign up to the register because yeah they're most likely to match with uh really desperate patients
0: both me and brendan are on the register um i signed up maybe last summer at this point but i'll admit like i before doing more reading, I actually saw one of Anthony Nolan's um, campaigns saying that they needed more LGBT people, um, especially men. And can you just explain a bit more why? Um, and I guess also the, the thinking that I had before was similar to what you explained about the blood donation rule. I just kind of thought that meant any sort of blood-related um, procedures would exclude me. So I kind of similarly was encouraged to do it because I was like, well, I can't do that and I'd like to
3: do something um well absolutely and i think it's important that um especially there's so many people out there who want to give back in some Mm -hmm. way or or want to help support people that can't can't quite do it alone so i had my donation in the harley street clinic you get to pick which clinic you go to (laughs) (laughs) um but it was very interesting because my donation included um Separate my plasma and my stem cells, mm-hmm. which, after talking to me, I don't think this is a really common thing. Mm-hmm. I think it was because I had signed a release form for research purposes.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: And again, plasma is not required. And if they stimulate my stem cells, I'm going to create a large amount more anyway. Mm. Um, so, so I was in the hospital for four hours. And some people have to go back the next day because they haven't produced enough. Mm. But they said within those four hours, I produced enough for three transplants. And it was a record on the amount of plasma that had been donated. Wow. And now I will tell you the frustration I have with the blood bank. (laughs) Still to this day, still to this day, it makes me irate. At the beginning of COVID, right at the beginning, what were they asking for? Plasma Plasma donations. I was like, yes, please. And I had a lovely phone call. And yes, it's the blood bank. I didn't realise. So let's put this into perspective here. I currently hold a record for the most amount of plasma (laughs) donated in High Street Clinic. (laughs) And the blood bank are turning around to me and saying... No, you need to be celibate for three months mm. before you do this, and I'm like, yeah, you, but it like, doesn't make sense, does it? Like, like I, I, I have technically this um, excessive plasma, some may <laughs> <of> say. <saying>. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's just oozing out of me.
0: <laughs> so, I think if someone was to, you know, I mean, even me, even though I've done some reading, I'm still not, I guess, entirely sure as to what the process. The physical process is like, obviously talking about human excess plasma. You know, some people may a bit like may think, what on earth mm-hmm. does that look like? When you tend up Holly Street, can you kind of just give us an overview of like what that actual process is like? Because, again, before Eden, and I'm sure you the same. My thoughts and knowledge—I said well—it was obviously not knowledge because it was incorrect. <laughs> was that it was a huge needle that went right to the centre of your bone, and it was mm-hmm. really painful, and obviously. That's one of the reasons people don't sign up. Can you kind of tell me how long I am?
3: Me, myself, I went to Harley Street, turned up, um, and basically they just need to run an MOT Mm
1: -hmm.
3: on your body. (laughs) So I had a chest x-ray, I had an ECG, and copious amounts of blood taken. We finally got to a point where my patient was able to take the donation. So what happens is now that it's very different now, but in 2015 I was having a nurse come to my home or mm-hmm. my workplace and should basically give me an injection
1: mm-hmm.
3: and on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. Now I've been told by Anthony Nolan now that then you do, I think it's about three or four injections mm-hmm. over the week. Mm-hmm now things have moved on obviously in the yeah. last six years um we played eeny meeny miny mo where we're going to stick the needle today um <laughs> because um one day i'll have it in the arm then in the belly then in the bum <laughs> then in the other arm once had it in the leg like <laughs> and basically all that it's doing is it's tricking your body into thinking you've got the flu okay oh. um but you have zero symptoms of having the flu mm-hmm People f- feel the side effects very differently. But um, I felt like I slowly aged to about the age of 70. Oh. I think I went from 25 all the way to achy bone old man um, to the point that I literally had to roll myself out of the bed. Like, I, I really felt old. Oh,
0: gosh. Helicopter to
3: Holy Street. I'm like... <laughs> Oh, no, 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 they send you a beautiful car. They send you a beautiful car. So you just got to roll out of bed into said car and then roll out of said car into Mm -hmm. the hospital. So next thing you know, they turn up with some Valium for me. Mm Mm-hmm which is a beautiful experience, of course. (laughs) Almost psychedelic even. I'm I'm sure that they even give me more than I'm even prescribed currently. Mm -hmm. But like... um, (laughs) You lay in this beautiful bed. um, In one arm, there's a tube, almost like a normal cannula Mm -hmm. um, that you would usually get if you were having a drip or something Mm like that. And then exactly the same in the other arm. So blood goes out of one arm. It goes into this magical machine, mm-hmm. which is sitting next to me, which is spinning and separating my stem cells from my blood.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: And then oh, wow. my blood is going back in the other arm. So I'm not losing anything.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: I, I, I'm just I'm just getting rid of everything that I built up that week mm-hmm. through my the immune access. system. Wow. Um, now, a lot of people complain that they feel a bit achy, like they've had a long gym session. I'm going to be really honest... I went from Biden to Kamala. <laughs> when it had taken all of it out of you. <laughs> literally. <laughs> literally, I went on night out in Soho after. Stop. Like, full on. I full on went for it. Like, and everyone was like, what? Are you right?"
0: And how long uh, did you say this was? Four? It was about
3: you four, in hours, four hours. Four hours. Yeah, it's about
0: that. In terms of the chances of matching, I assume you can match more than once, but it's probably highly unlikely. Is that true?
3: So what happens is, I forget how many years it is after um, you've first donated, but they keep you almost on hold just in case the other person requires another mm-hmm. donation. And then you, you're politely asked, would you like to go back on the register? Obviously, it's entirely up to the, mm-hmm. the donor. I have not matched again. Mm-hmm. But um, as I said, um, if you're under 30, which I'm not anymore, um, (laughs) then it's one in 200. So now I'm probably now in the one in 800. Now, what I explained is one way that the donation can happen. And 90% of the time, that is how it's done. Mm -hmm. So it's a stem cell donation through the blood Mm -hmm. and through this magical machine that Sits next to you and does probably does the dishes while you sit there. <laughs> um, the other way is via the bone marrow, mm-hmm. which is the way that everybody freaks out about. Yeah. That oh my god, what if this happens? And again, this only happens ten percent of the time, and it's de- entirely dependent on the patient. And obviously, there's a lot more. Um, conversation and discussions which i had Mm -hmm. between yourself the doctor the patients and everybody else um that one has a little bit more recovery time and basically you just ache a bit Mm -hmm. because it's a little bit more intrusive basically yeah yeah and and they're basically pulling it out of your spine
2: yeah um but you said 90 percent of the time it's how
3: you had your okay
2: cool so obviously after you've gone
0: through that process and, um, you know, six years on, you're now talking to us about it. So, obviously, you know, you, you're friendly with Anthony Nolan and still continue to work. Is there anything else you've done with them in the past?
3: After the donations, I was obviously really infused and really inspired by the work that they were doing. And um, I, I signed up for a few of their campaigns. Basically, still, well, still to this day, they're still getting trying to get a lot of uh, gay men on the register because of course gay men specifically that are under 30 still feel like it's the same rules as the blood bank mm-hmm. and um also sometimes gay men are also scared that maybe they can't donate as well because they're on prep mm-hmm. and which is not the case either um big thumbs up mm-hmm. um I started doing a series of drag events in Mm -hmm. uh, the basement of the Ace Hotel in Shoreditch Mm -hmm. in Miranda. Everybody probably remember it for for the club night, Hard Cock Life. Mm -hmm. Um, But it was basically events, usually for Pride in London, and uh, a mix of creatives performing, all different experimental things. think probably Ducky at the RVT or something like Mm -hmm. that. but it wasn't just about raising money, it was about raising awareness, trying to get people on the register, trying to get people talking about it, it just trying to dispel a few mm. myths as well. And um, then all of a sudden, I got a letter in the post, and it was really weird because they were like, We want to put you forward for this award mm. of Donor of the Year, no. which oh, sounds like I'm a Russian <laughs> oligarch. Um, donating large amounts of money but it was (laughs) nothing to do with money because I have never donated any money to Anthony Nelland (laughs) at all but um, I didn't win the award but I was commended I think there was three or four people that Mm -hmm. you went up for it and obviously, it's really hard to get, because obviously, A, you've got to match and donate. Yeah. <laughs> and then you have to do a lot more. Um, so, and that was in the House of Commons. And um, yeah, that was great. Um, so in 2016, I got my what, what's called an answer, which is the Anti-Known Supporter Award.
0: Oh, that's um, gorgeous. Is that for all of the excessive plasma? That's
3: oh, what, absolutely. That's what got you, that wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Uh, and it usually sits pride of place either on the (laughs) top of my bookshelf or next to what is the dregs of alcohol which is supposed to be cocktails (laughs) or the left or the alcohol shelf but but there's never any alcohol left most of the time (laughs) so
2: we know you've been open about your experiences with your mental health um how have you been doing recently
3: up and down really it um uh, i've struggled most of my life with mental health issues and um it it is really difficult and i know so many of my friends that it's almost like this club Mm -hmm. almost Mm -hmm. this the special club everybody's part of and nobody really talks about it and then you all of a sudden you're like oh you're on the same pills as i am there's obviously still stigma around all of all mental health issues and mental health disorders and um people are affected by it in all sorts of different ways um i i i have just finished my um course therapy in the last couple of months um it lasted a year it was with um it was through the nhs Mm -hmm. and my psychiatrist and the therapist said to me right we want you to go for another year and a half I'm like, cool, sure. Yeah, more than happy to do that. I gained a lot out of this therapy. Mm-hmm. And for anybody out there that is scared of doing therapy, go for it. Um, I did group, which was even more like, ah, oh, mm. I don't really want to do this. Mm-hmm. Like all of a sudden, like 10 other people knowing all <laughs> of my issues. Mm-hmm. But it turns out everybody has issues that you can relate to. You end up making such good communications, such mm. good relations, and you're like, "Oh God, I wonder how Steve is this week, mm-hmm. or Rupert, or uh, Sally, or whoever." And you can bounce off one of. I almost felt like a lab rat there because we did it in COVID times, mm-hmm. so right. we never actually met. It was all on Zoom, mm. and then there was a follow up session three months after it all finished, and it was the only time we ever met, oh. like in person. And everyone was so excited. And it was just really nice. Yeah, nice. nice. That's really sweet. Nice. But if I get backwards here, the issue is that they said you need a year and a half more. However, on the NHS, you now need to wait one more year because you've just had a year. So you have to wait one more year until we can give you another year. Mm. So they basically recommended me to go private. Mm. At what point in this world have we got to a point that the support and the services that are required by what they like to call a service user Mm -hmm. is um, go private? Mm -hmm. This is not accessible to everyone. Yeah. like It's not really accessible to me. It's not accessible to people on low incomes. It's not accessible to people with for children it's not accessible it's not accessible to a lot of people Mm -hmm. like the fact is that you're going to be paying at minimum 40 pounds an hour for therapy and for a year and a half of that it adds up yeah um but that to me should never be the answer and it really frustrates me that that is the final option Mm -hmm. in trying to get the mental health support that's required or just waiting, Mm -hmm. waiting and hoping, hoping for the best that you can make it through without any support, apart from the pills that you're on. Mm -hmm. But that moves me on to um, what I'm aiming to do, Mm -hmm. which is uh, this is one of the reasons I'm running next year as a green councillor in Stratford Olympic Park. Mm -hmm. Um, Because of course the, local boroughs and the local authorities have the spend power to put into uh, healthcare, adult social care, mental health and there are these amazing resources in different boroughs for these things for example here in Noon we have uh, a program called Talking Therapies Mm -hmm. there's another one which which I was on which was uh, Psychodynamic Services but mainly what is relied on which shouldn't ever be the case is uh charities mm-hmm. so for example here in Noom is there's a massive office for the charity mind mm-hmm. and yes i'm sure these charities and, and i know well, i've just spoken about Nolan here, and no charities do really good good work and really good research and really good work within their communities but the fact is that our National Health Service should be providing those services in the first place, and that's why I really want to get behind the people in Newham mm-hmm. and be like, "You deserve better." Also, I kind of want to be the first non-binary councillor on the council. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, so that's exciting. Nathan. So when will that be? Will that one of the next elections? That's May. So the so the next London elections are next April. April. Um, okay. So me and my running mate Nate, we've been out and about. Mm-hmm. Uh, this kind of destructive tag team mm-hmm. um, you got Mr. Non-Binary Me <laughs> and then we've got Pretty Twink Gay um, <laughs> running around as well um, we're like the best team ever to mm. be honest um, I, I'm going to go back to the Kamala and <laughs> uh, we are literally that tag team uh, uh, when we were selected he did send me a gif of um kamala harris saying we did it we, judge. Did, it. <laughs> <laughs> we did it
0: thank you danny for giving us your time um similar to a lot of interviews this season. We've moved some around and had to shuffle things. So this was recorded a little while ago. Um, so yeah, thank you again for your patience. Mm-hmm. It is still all for a very important reason. So yeah, um, as mentioned before, you can go to anthonynolan.org forward slash bottoming pod. Um, if you'd like to sign up to the Stem Cell Register.
2: As we've mentioned in previous episodes, um, specifically the therapist chair episode, no journey with mental health is the same and you're not always going to come up against the same challenges as someone else entering the services i myself was really lucky with the nhs and had a great um entry into my therapy and um it was very swift and i actually was paired with someone who was lgbt so they knew kind of the general nuances around that subject so don't let negative experiences put you off reaching out for support that's what i'll say Mm -hmm. As we mentioned at the beginning of the episode, um, give you a bit of teasing about the uh, the Liverpool project, which is pretty much nearly here. Mm-hmm. We can officially say generally what it is, mm-hmm. which
0: is... We are partnering and working with the Museum of Liverpool, which is part of National Museums Liverpool. And we are going to be, or oh, we have produced um, some audio content in the form of an LGBT plus slash queer trail Mm -hmm. of some of their objects around the museum audio trail audio trail we're not going to be scavenging (laughs) around formby beach don't you worry um
2: you have to find the eggs (laughs) hidden in the artwork (laughs)
0: um yeah we were absolutely thrilled when we were asked to do this we've obviously not done anything quite like this before and as Mm -hmm. i've mentioned in a load of episodes my relationship (laughs) with liverpool has been quite rocky and i think this has been for me anyway really really important and quite crucial in building rebuilding that relationship I've got mm. um with the city and, and linking that in with my identity and, and where I am now with it um to try and make it a positive experience. So uh, yeah, I'm just really really excited for this and we will share across our socials when mm-hmm. everything goes live. At this point of episode release we we should it should be out. It should be out there. So yeah you can check it out at bottoming pod on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok whatever else you get your socials Mm -hmm. Um, and you can also follow at nml underscore muse to stay updated Um, but we expect to see many a photo Mm -hmm. of you on the (laughs) Vanti Express up to Liverpool Um, and making you over to the Museum of Liverpool in um, the Pierhead to get us again in a different format Yeah, talking about some really lovely things
2: yeah, I will say I've definitely learned a lot from from this. Thankfully, you were the one that wrote everything. So reading all the stri- scripts was very enlightening. Mm.
0: What was your most interesting piece?
2: I think um, something we recorded not very long ago, which is the Huntley Palmer's mm-hmm. jar. The Biscuit Company. The Biscuit Company. Um, I had no idea they were involved in some sort of secret messaging. <laughs> Well, they Between... weren't directly
0: involved, but it yeah. was. <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> well, let... they were used as a code name by a, a government official mm-hmm. in a, a very big report, a very famous report that you will know of. Um, They used Hunty and Palmer's to make sure that the, the women working in the office weren't offended because mm-hmm. they were actually talking about homosexuals and prostitutes.
2: Oh my god, it's just clicked to the H and the P. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs>
0: So Huntley's and Palmers, Huntley and Palmers. Um yeah, they would do and prostitutes. was a prostitutes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so um yeah. You actually stole out I think also was one of my favourite ones, but the one I did enjoy researching, um, specifically, I think it was the Sonic Uther mm. Club night. So that's like an alternative LGBT um event and night that that's been going since twenty sixteen. And I just would have loved to have had that when i still live there because it just looks amazing and it it brings together all the small elements of liverpool's nightlife that i went to but it maybe wasn't as um fully formed as what i would have liked to think so Mm -hmm. um yeah i think sonic youth are doing some amazing things so it was really nice to research more about them too
2: (laughs) as we mentioned it's the last episode of the season. So, instead of our positive Ooh. thing of the week, Ooh. we will share what our favourite parts of season three were. I wish you'd prep me for this.
0: Yours is like, my favourite bit will be in five minutes when I log
2: off. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need to say anything else, that is so true. Um, joking, joking. <clears throat> I will say, um, you know what, we mixed it up a little bit in terms of our some of the f- things we covered mm-hmm. this season, and I think um, my favorite part, despite the weather, despite the chill and the, I'm gonna say it's when we went to mm. Positive East Red Run For and did a bit of um...
0: Roven report <laughs> on the scene.
2: <laughs> I don't think we ever shared that video; those vid- two videos. No, we didn't. But we we shared the audio in in the episode. Yeah, well, we'll share the we'll share the video some no, extra we're not content. gonna. No. I will
0: share the content. No. As little surprise videos. I'm you did do have it. my permission. I'm gonna do you don't it. You have my permission.
2: <laughs> There's laws against it <laughs> There are. So um that's probably my favourite. What's your favourite? Um I think
0: Yeah, similarly I really enjoyed the, the the human aspect of being able to actually speak to people, which other than World AIDS Day and, and the Red Run, the only other time we did anything in person was with uh, Lapsley. And I think yeah, it was. I I love that interview. That was one of my favourite interviews mm-hmm. that we've done. Um, just because I've I've loved it for so long. So, I think, yeah, the fact that we were able to switch things up and cover so many different topics and speak to loads of people again. Yeah. Um, and also yeah, thank thank you all for listening. It's just oh, been what a treat. Yeah, I think between season two and season three, the amount mm-hmm. of people that we've had get in touch and and we know listen. Um, it's just been amazing. So, yeah, just want to let you know that we
2: are incredibly grateful for your
0: continued support
2: Mm -hmm. so we don't have a date when we'll be back for season four as was the gap between season two and season three might be a month might be two months Mm -hmm. we're never completely sure so Mm -hmm. follow us at bottoming pod on everywhere you have a social media account and stay tuned
0: yeah if there's anything outside of the podcast itself we'll be sure to share it on there which Mm -hmm. there may be more things crop up we have had conversations about so yeah at bottoming pod everywhere you go and want to go and be Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) um that really is your law
2: oh gosh yeah
0: um thank you and as always and you've got to take this with you take this as a big one you've got to take this (laughs) with you for a (laughs) while now until we're back don't you forget honeys sweeties get to the point
2: gorgies you're doing (laughs) amazing You're doing amazing, sweetie. (laughs) Goodbye. See you soon.
1: Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos,
3: activewear and fine leather goods,